This extended interview is being published alongside a podcast on gender-affirming care for kids, which you can hear by visiting our website at hearmenowpodcast.org. You will also find there a directory of additional extended interviews on trans-related healthcare issues. Up next, Holly talks with her daughter, Evie, a 14-year-old trans girl, about her transition seven years ago. This conversation is being archived at the National Folklife Center at the Library of Congress as part of the Hear Me Now Oral History Project, the largest collection of healthcare narratives in the country. Hi, my name is Holly, and I am 47, and I'm here with my daughter, Evie. I'm Evie, and I'm 14 years old, and this is my mom. <laughs> How do you want to start? Uh, but you start. You want when me to you start? started noticing Okay, something. and let's make sure we speak up, too. Okay. So, ever since you were three, or possibly even before that, we noticed that you liked princess stuff. You liked to dress up like princesses. You would, I remember one time when you were four, you had gone to a um, safety town camp and you had a name tag. And when you got home, you wanted to put the name Katie on your name tag. Um, And you would put pants like pajama pants on your head and dance around and flick your head around yeah. like they were ponytails Did it with towels too I yeah, remember that with towels um and I think it was finally when you were four that we went to the doctor and said hey we think that is it okay if I use the he him pronoun sure. right now we think that there's something different about him he likes to do all this you know girl stuff and and dr crowley um was like well i don't know let me do some research and i'll get back to you and she just kind of told us to follow your lead and that's what we did for a couple years until yeah i'm gonna go get my glasses oh she's going to get her glasses okay i'll talk a little bit more um do you want me to do you want to talk a little bit more about like what it was like for you when you were little I don't remember. Oh, that's true. Do you remember, how about when you were in first grade when you transitioned? Do you want to talk about that at all? I mean, I remember brief parts of it, but there were just a couple of people that gave me a hard time about it. Um, And one of them apologized without even being told to, which was nice. Uh, And uh, just, I definitely wasn't the most comfortable situation that I was ever in, but... um, it wasn't completely bad either. I mean, I got dead named a lot, and do you want to um, say what dead named means? Oh yeah, a dead name is the name that you would use before you were transitioned. It's the name that she was given that we gave her when she was born, and she chooses not to go by that name anymore. Mm-hmm. And it's not a name that we ever say. Um, it's it's not like a dead name is a full name. It's not like my name is a nickname. Yeah. Um, I wanted to talk a little bit about when, before, like right before you transitioned at Christmas, when we gave you that outfit. Do you oh, remember yeah. that? I do remember What do you that. remember about it? it? Made you really happy. And I think that was when I started liking owls. So we gave you a 
full girl's outfit for Christmas. This yeah, was when you were first outfit. grade, and you were barely seven. You had remember, been seven for a week. Remember the whole outfit? It was like some leopard kind of leggings. It was a flowery skirt, and it was a shirt with an owl on it that had like tactile feather kind of stuff. Yeah, like little flaps of fabric, kind of. Yeah. And ever since that, you've loved owls. Yeah. But you, so when you opened that present, I will never forget the look on your face. It was just like joy <laughs> on your face when you opened it. And you put it on right away. And then you were like, can we go shopping for more girl clothes? <laughs> Do you remember that shopping trip? I do not but I remember one time me walking into Target with like a a dress and I was thinking about how my hair was short at around that time and I was like people might think I have cancer oh yeah well because you the summer before you had chosen to get a buzz no I didn't choose the person misunderstood I understood I thought you chose to really yeah. All this time, I thought you had chosen to get a buzz cut. No, I remember you saying, like, oh, I think she misunderstood. Oh, I don't remember that. But anyway, well, so... I remember choosing. <laughs> I remember this this cute picture of you that I loved of you doing your rainbow looms. And you had the little rainbow loom rubber bands all up your arms. Was it, like, and the... you had a headband yeah, yeah, with your yeah. short hair. I remember that. It was cute. I, I don't do that anymore. Cause... No. Kind of most of my, most of my looms broke anyways. So. Yeah, you got kind of tired of it yeah, anyway. Lighting's kind of weird. Oh, well, we can't be seen on there anyway. It's just our voices. Oh, okay. Uh, um, go ahead. <laughs> I, I was just saying, because uh, I didn't know what to say. What was I going to say? Oh, well, I mean, back to your transition. So, oh, no, I know what I wanted to say was... Um, Remember in kindergarten when you wore those costume earrings to school? Yeah. What happened with that? This was something you didn't tell me about until years later. Um, this insert teacher name here, because it's a really unique name, and I feel like it'd be easy. Anyways, um, told me to take them off because they were distracting. And how did you interpret that? I interpreted it as because, you know, I was a quote-unquote boy that she didn't want me to wear them. Because there were other girls that were wearing earrings, like, and she said nothing about them. And then you had, when you were in kindergarten, I remember you had a birthday party. And remember how our nanny and her daughter got you the baby doll in the carrier that you had been wanting? Mm -hmm. But you didn't, you acted like you weren't even into it. And I, I think it was after that whole earring thing. It seemed like you, for a while, tried to be a boy. I don't really remember oh, that. Oh, I remember that. And then I thought the buzz cut was part of that. That's so weird. I do not remember that it that, that was a mistake. Yeah. But um, anyway, sorry, go ahead. I I wasn't saying anything. I think, anyways. So then... You got that Christmas outfit. You asked to go shopping for more girl clothes, which we did. And you decided that you were gonna return after winter break to to wear start wearing dresses and stuff to school, right? But you didn't want me to. 
Because you wanted to have a meeting with the principal first? Well, there there was even before that, though. You had decided you were going to, and I was really afraid for you, too. Mm -hmm. And uh, then you woke up that morning, and I think because I was so afraid for you, too, it made you afraid. And then you changed your mind that morning and decided not to do it. And then we put it off for another several months. Yeah. And then... We met with the principal. Yeah. And um, I remember you would let me wear like one girly shirt or like a pair yeah. of girly pants and not the other. Right. Uh, I didn't want you to wear dresses. I was afraid for you to wear dresses at first. Yeah. And I was pissed. I threw a tantrum. Well, that, yeah. So that was, you know, the tantrum you threw was when we finally decided you could transition at school and we met with it we said okay we're going to meet with the principal today um, oh yeah tomorrow you could start dressing like a girl at school so me and dad met with the principal and he said okay can I have just a week to do my you know he wanted to do what was right by you but we're like okay one week and we came home and we told you you had to wait a week yeah, and, and I remember yeah. it was right after I had told all my friends I was going to wear a dress on Wednesday. Uh-huh. I remember it was Wednesday specifically. Uh-huh. And, oh my <sighs> God, I was like, God damn it. I didn't actually say that, but... At that time, now if she was throwing a tantrum now, she would probably... I don't throw tantrums <laughs> now. I would say something much more profane. <laughs> but, yeah, it was. it has to be one of one of the biggest tantrums I ever remember you ever having in your life except when i had the cupcake tantrum. yes that was another <laughs> tantrum i was thinking about yeah that's not really worth mentioning i don't know it was pretty funny though for well it was well not at the time but yeah she do, not, you, do you remember that tantrum i don't remember it i remember you telling me about it i remember you telling me about the kfc one too oh yeah that's right so probably there was three huge tantrums in your life that i can remember <laughs> One had valid reason. The yeah. others two did not. The one did have valid reasons, and I completely understood, and I felt horrible about making that promise to you that we then broke. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, looking back, it's like, oh, and also remember when you dressed up as Ariel? Ariel. And you wanted me to be Sean White? Yeah, because Sean White had I didn't even know hair. who the hell Sean White was. Yeah. And I still don't really. And I was doing, I'm a children's librarian and I was doing a a costume parade story time at my library. And I said, I bought her the Ariel costume because that was what she wanted. I guess we should be talking to each other. I bought you that Ariel costume because that was what you wanted. But then I was so nervous because you were four at the time. For yeah, you to it's come I, to I the wanted, library as Ariel. I wanted to dress up for like the preschool. I think I did dress up as Ariel for the preschool. Yeah, thing. so you did. So you dressed up three times that Halloween. The time that you came to my story time, you dressed up as Sean White, and then the other two times you dressed up as Ariel. But mm-hmm. so one for the preschool thing, and then one for yeah. actual Halloween night. Yeah. So that was. That's one of the things that I look back and regret is why did I make you dress i didn't make you dress up like sean white but i strongly encouraged you to dress up like sean yeah. white which didn't leave you much choice mm-hmm. uh yeah that was not my favorite and then the other thing is you know not letting you wear dresses right away yeah and uh, like i uh i remember like ever 
since I had started transitioning, I've had this one friend of mine and back to like the whole transfer thing about how I can wear dresses. Mm-hmm. I was telling her and we were both so excited that I could wear it. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know who I'm talking about, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and she... Uh, she was just as disappointed as I was, or yeah. you know, a a little bit below, I'd say, because I feel like well, it's kinda... yeah, it wasn't her experiencing it. But... Yeah, but um, she was quite devastated when I said that I couldn't wear it yeah. that Wednesday. So, yeah, <laughs> but I'm still still good friends with her today. Yeah, it's too bad she moved out of state. But yeah, we to, to freaking go Washington. Visit her this summer. Yeah. Um. So, you transitioned. Do you want to talk? Do you remember in your first grade classroom, what, uh, like what happened? What we did? Not exactly. I remember one time I latched onto you and started screaming. That was a different time, though. <laughs> that I don't remember if that was before or after your transition. That was when a kid cut in line or something. <laughs> yeah, and you went back at me and sneered. And you screamed, which was so unusual for you at school. Just this high-pitched scream. <laughs> that was probably the only time I've ever seen you lose it at school. Um, but So we read the book, I Am Jazz. Remember your teacher read I Am Jazz? Oh. Yeah. And then we had a conversation about the word identify. Do you remember that at all? Identify. Which I don't think that that would, should even be a conversation now because identify kind of almost Boop. invalidates who you actually are. Yeah. But um, anyway, all I remember at the time was one girl raised her hand and she said, well, I'm a girl and lots of people think that boys are, that only boys can like Minecraft, but I like Minecraft. (laughs) I don't remember that. And then a a boy, I think it was Nathan, raised his hand and said, hey, I like Minecraft too. And he pointed (laughs) at his Minecraft shirt. (laughs) And then that's what it became about. The first graders didn't care. (laughs) See, it, it proves that homophobia and transphobia is taught. Yeah. It's learned from yeah. the parents. Yeah. So if you don't raise your kids in a hateful environment, they won't be homophobic yeah. or transphobic or yeah. racist. Yeah. There will always be those, like, implicit biases, but as long as you don't actively teach them that, you know, um, white people are the best or that cis-heter- cisgender hetero people are the only right way to be, they will be accepting. Yeah. Because that's the first thing that they learn. Yeah. First thing they should learn. But then again, yeah. I'm biased. And I understand that everyone has different beliefs, but I just personally cannot agree with someone. Well, but I mean, everybody has the right to exist as they are, yeah. as who they are. And that's what we believe. And yeah, but I mean... Or yeah. Some people don't believe that. Well... That I mean, but you're right though, it's taught. And when it was taught in your first grade classroom that everybody has a different identity and has a way, you know, of who, of being who they are, everybody could accept it. And then those three kids who did bully you weren't in your class, they hadn't been a part of that conversation, right? Mm-hmm. But then it's like, yeah, the one kid, three, yeah, there was three kids, I remember. 
And the one, so which the principal talked with all of them and their families, I believe. And the one kid felt so bad that, like you said, he voluntarily apologized to you without being told. And then the other kid, I remember you became friends with her the next year, like on the bus or something. She was one appointed. What? Lindsay? Oh, I forgot about Lindsay. <laughs> Completely. Oh, okay. It took me a moment. I was like, who is this? Yeah, Do you I remember. remember now? I remember, yeah. Um, I went to her birthday party at the cinema. You did? No, no, it was, it was, sorry, it was Claire's birthday party, but she was there. Oh, okay. Um, but then it's like, those kids kind of left you alone too, right? Yeah, except this one, the one girl, um, the other one. Oh, okay. She, the next year in second grade after I transitioned, uh -huh. was sitting with her friend, pointed at me and said, that's a boy. Oh. Mm -hmm. And was like, I want to sit next to dead name. I want to sit next to him. Oh. Mm -hmm. And she looked at me when she said it. She knew what she was doing. Mm -hmm. And it just made me angry. Mm -hmm. So burst a blood vessel. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that was very fun. Um, what did it mean to you to get to change your name and gender legally? Uh, it, it was just, for me, one step closer to becoming a you know quote-unquote normal girl uh i would normally do air quotes but it's only gonna be the audio <laughs> I see you're on the camera yeah <laughs> note that evie is doing air quotes yeah <laughs> and, I, and i even did it with my fingers yeah <laughs> um do you can i talk a little bit about the whole process that we went through with the Oh, could I talk about it? Yeah, go ahead. I have very, very yeah. strong feelings about that. Yeah. So, like, give a summary a little yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah. The first day that they're going to try and get my, I think it was gender legally changed. Name and gender. Name mm -hmm. and gender at the same time. Mm -hmm. oh, okay. Um, They had asked me if I wanted to come with them, and I was just about to get on the bus. Uh, and they were like, my parents were like, or you guys were like, because conversation. Um, <laughs> were like, do you want to come with us? And I said no, because I was nervous about Which it. Which is a good thing. You've been said no. Because, um, I don't remember the exact wordings that the guy had, but you said no. So, can I tell this a little bit of this? So, mm -hmm. we went to court, the, the county circuit courts, and... Already, like the paperwork that we brought, we had to hand write in gender marker change because the forms didn't even exist at that time. So it was a name change form and we had to add in the and gender marker to every paper. Um, we brought it to the court. We were sitting in the court and it was for a name change hearing. So there was a bunch of people there, everybody changing their names. And they would call somebody up, they would bring up their paperwork, they would give it to the clerk, the clerk would take it back to the judge, they would call somebody else up and come, and they kept doing that. And then they would, once the judge signed it, they would bring it back, they would call the same person up again and have them, you know, then their name was legally changed. Mm -hmm. So, and there was like probably 40 people in the courtroom. Everybody was called up twice and left, and dad and I were still sitting in the courtroom. Nobody had acknowledged us. And then we look, there's three or four clerks like standing up in the courtroom talking to each other. And I was like, 
um, excuse me, have we told you this before? Oh, you have not. Oh, you haven't? And, and the clerk's, and the clerk, one of the clerks looked at us and said, oh, I thought you knew the judge wanted an audience with you. And we're like, uh, no, nobody told us. How would we know that? So the judge comes in, you know, sweeps into the room in his robe and sits down and, and, um. What was his name? Uh, First and last name? Andrew Irwin. I Andrew Irwin, yes. people, take note. We do not mind that name being said. Um, um, what a bleep this out, bitch. That should be bleep. Okay, watch your mouth. Sorry. So anyway, he comes in. He basically reads us the right act, says that a seven-year-old shouldn't dictate to the court what their life should be like. A seven-year-old can't possibly know what their gender is and... and um, and we had a doctor's note, which we had been told, this is what you need to change the gender marker. So we brought the doctor's note in with the exact wording that we had been told she sh should do. She had signed it. And he said, well, this, I can't admit this. This isn't evidence. And I was like, well, it's, this is what we've been told to do. Well, that's hearsay. And just going on and on and, and then started, and then would ask us a question that we could only answer with hearsay. And it was so frustrating. And, um, and he was trying to say that we couldn't tell us what experts have told, or we couldn't tell him what experts have told us. We couldn't say what we've read because all of that's hearsay. And and then he would say, so why is it that you think that uh, your daughter can possibly know, or he didn't say daughter. Yeah, I know. He said your kid or your son or whatever, how that, that they are, you know, a girl or whatever. And... He, he asked a question like that animal. I couldn't have answered. I don't know. So then he said, okay, hear me out here. You have to understand. We have the full transcript to this. Um, you, you have to understand judges have no power. We have had our power taken away from us. I've, you know, I've made a decision about one kid one time and, and then it was, you know, appealed or something. I don't remember exactly what he said, but basically that judges have no power, which is bullshit. And Watch your mouth. Excuse me. <laughs> and um, and then saying, hear me out. A judge now can't even decide that a child should be sterilized. And I'm like, what oh, is he talking yeah. about? And I thought, like. Conversion there? No, I thought, did I hear him right? I couldn't. And then, then later on, I'm like replaying it in my mind. Am I remembering this right? Why would he be talking about sterilizing the children? And thank goodness a judge can't make the decision to sterilize a child. But then we read over the transcript and sure enough, he had said that a judge cannot make the decision to sterilize a child. And I think his point was that he was trying to say that judges don't have any power. And so he didn't want it to bite him in the butt if he allowed you to change your name and gender. And it was so stupid. And selfish. Oh, my God. And bigoted. And um, Andrew Irwin, again, Andrew Irwin, A-N-D-R-E-W-E-R-W-I-N. -E if you want to say where we live, you can say where. We live in Oregon, the state of Oregon, Andrew Irwin, people. <laughs> that judge is a total... Okay, watch your mouth. Sorry. <laughs> um, so then we, I mean, we got an attorney who tried to file another hearing. This judge got wind of it. He canceled our hearing, oh, even yeah. though it wasn't with him. It was going to be with a different judge. Petty. So then our attorney 
put together a long document about, you know, why we should be able to change the name and gender. And then he suddenly, the judge must have realized he was discriminating against you. So he granted the name change, but not the gender marker change. So then our attorney took it to the Oregon State Supreme Court that didn't, they didn't um, disagree with his ruling. So it came back down to that court. Didn't and it take a total of like two years? Yeah, it took just two to years changed. for your name to find. And then we got another attorney because our other attorney went on a leave of absence. And she filed in a different county with your new legal name and then just asked for the gender marker. And it was so easy. And it was like a no issue at all with the judge who just signed your gender marker change. Yeah. That was the worst. It was and I wasn't even there and I'm glad I wasn't because yeah, I would have no, done it would have something. Been, it would have been so damaging to you. Well, I mean, now you're hearing it, but you're also seven years older. Yeah, more than seven, seven years, older. years older. Wait, no. No. You, you, you were seven at the time. You were half my life eight. ago. Yeah, half your life ago. What the heck so are you doodle? have been you transitioned seven years ago. So half your life ago. Yeah. Yeah. So for half of your life you I mean, socially I did it like eight years ago. No, it was seven years ago. It was when you were seven. You were in first grade. You had turned seven in first grade. Oh, okay. So then what else? Meh. Do you want to talk about any of the like microaggressions and stuff that you've noticed that have happened? Oh yeah. Uh, so, when, uh, just kind of a thing, like, I've had people, like, boys, if I would have a crush on one of them, I don't even remember who it was at this point, but it's like, oh, you're, you're a boy, that makes me gay, I don't wanna, I don't wanna have a boyfriend when, like, you know, I'd say something like that, like, I'd confess or whatever. Um, I've also seen or heard uh people have told me that oh i never would have guessed that you were trans like saying that all trans people are supposed to look some way or that we're all supposed to sound some way act some way etc etc heavy's being funny right now um do you uh, do you want to say what your teacher had said that one time? Oh, yeah. One of my teacher teachers in, like, fifth grade. Yeah, fifth grade. Um, so, a decent amount after I had transitioned. And we were talking about something trans-related. It was just gender-related, I gender think. I don't related. think it was even trans-related, oh, was it? well, then, I don't really remember. Um, I don't know. Maybe it was trans-related. Then, she referred to it as my quote-unquote, air quotes, situation. And Abby came home, or you came home, and you're like, I'm not a situation. It's not a situation. Um, I just kind of want to say, I feel like I kind of had to grow up kind of fast. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, <laughs> to be honest, the way you said that just made me kind of think, my brother wouldn't, say something like that and he is in fifth grade just I, I i'm trying to convey but um he wouldn't say something like what like the way that you said the way that you read what i said sounded it just made me sound mature in fifth grade and he'd be like oh 
I I feel like he'd say something kind of stupid, you know, like, uh, your mom. <laughs> he likes to say your mom. I, All yeah. I mean, I definitely think, but I also think, and this is going to probably, uh, this is going to sound stereotypical. It is stereotypical that that girls kind of mature faster than boys. <laughs> My teacher said that. Yeah. But I mean... It, I mean, that could, you know, that sort of explains it. I mean, my teacher said that yesterday. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Mr. Lyons. Oh. That's a good teacher, though, Mr. Lyons. Yeah. I'm not going to say his first name because that's we didn't really get his permission. Okay. But with Andrew Irwin. <laughs> yeah, we don't care about his permission. Yeah, screw Can him. Can you tell we're hanging on to a little bit of anger over that? Oh, um, not at all. What about, do you want to talk about recently when you had met with that one doctor and it seemed like he was trying to learn uh, from you uh uh-huh uh-huh so i had uh, we had taken a long time to not really like translate it or it's kind of translated to find an organization to get me in for a psychological evaluation but we wanted to make sure that they were accepting of lgbtq people and so we were like we i guess finally we ended up with uh this program and we, once we actually uh, got to the evaluation, I was being evaluated. He was saying stuff like, oh, uh, do you have any facial hair? Are you growing hair in other places? Are you, is your voice deepening? Like, if you do, were... you do you have to learn how to keep your voice the way it is or something? Yeah, like yeah. That? It's like, is your voice naturally high or do you train it? Like, that's not stuff that you would... I'd say something else. Stuff. Stuff that you would ask a trans person that transitioned years ago. It's like he didn't know. It's like he was yeah. trying to learn from you, which... Yeah, I mean, and it's good to learn from you, but not he, use you to learn. He also said, you know, stuff like, oh... Uh, first glance, like, I never would have guessed that you weren't a biological girl. Mm-hmm. Those, That was the wording that he used. Mm-hmm. It just made it hit harder for me. Mm-hmm. You, like, what my mind processes, you are not a girl. Mm-hmm. So, just the terminology that was used in that mm-hmm. situation mm-hmm. was really angering. Well, and the fact that he... he- considers himself an expert working with lgbtq yeah kids maybe when... matt with someone one time well I, I mean i think he has some background with it but it, he had not met with a kid like you who transitioned as a young kid and who will never go through the natal puberty mm-hmm. um do you want to talk at all about the um like the medical interventions or anything yeah i mean it's there really isn't that much to talk about it just felt like a long time because when I found out I could actually get on hormones and puberty blockers and stuff, I was quite little, and it was a long time for me to be able to start that. Uh, but we went to see an endocrinologist who specializes in that kind of stuff, and um, it took a while. Like we had to check to make sure there were like signs of puberty or whatever. And once there were, I got an implant on the inside of my right arm. Um, that blocks the male puberty from happening. And farther along the line, I got on estrogen. So um, it just replaces that with, you know, more estrogen than my body already had. And 
uh, I was so excited when I started estrogen. <laughs> you and were. still am, because I'm at, like, the highest patch dose right now. Because you put patches on, they're like stickers. I have one on, like, my hip right now. Um, and I like to call it boob juice. <laughs> boob juice. Yeah. <laughs> Am I wrong though? <laughs> um, do you want to talk about what makes you feel gender euphoria? Ooh, yeah. That I like talking about that. So, uh, for those of you who don't know, I'm gonna pretend like it's not a conversation here. Directing it to the people who may be watching this <laughs> or listening or listening. <laughs> yeah. Um, gender. There's gender dysphoria and gender euphoria. Dysphoria is a use is a word that's used quite a bit more than gender euphoria, I'd say. Mm-hmm. Dysphoria is like when you feel, for me in my case, I would feel not girly enough. And then gender euphoria is the opposite, where I'm feeling very much like a girl. And for me, uh, what happens when I feel dysphoric is I personally just like to either go get some new clothes from a store that I like or put on some nice clothes that I have. And, like, it's it's curling my hair that um, I like to do. It's just, uh, if you see me curling my hair, you kind of know. <laughs> She's not feeling too good. <laughs> she were doing yesterday. Yeah. Um, and you can't see it, but this shirt that I have, I really like, and it makes me feel very gender euphoric. And how about things that people say that make you feel gender euphoric? Uh, I like being called ma'am, miss, um, just all feminine compliments. I really like, uh, and I, my dad will call me missy, and I just like that. I find it, it makes me happy. And then my favorite one of all is when people will call me miss girl, so it's just like double whammy. (laughs) That's my favorite, like, combination of words to use to describe that. And it, it I, I'm getting butterflies thinking about it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, you know, one thing that I just remembered that I had wanted to talk about from, this is from a long time ago. You were maybe eight. And we were sitting in the car. Maybe even seven. It might. I mean, it was quite a long time ago. We were sitting in the car, and you and your brother were going back and forth, saying, "What if this? What if this? What if this?" And just kind of game. Do you remember this? Uh, what if? Sort of. And he said, "What if Evie had a beard?" You know, and and he didn't mean it in any way. You know, he was just being silly because yeah. it's like we were all being oh, silly. I do, do you remember this. that? And here I was driving, and I looked in the rearview mirror, and I saw your face and your body. You just like curled up into yourself, and your face just like fell and I mean I think the two moments that made it really 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 clear to me that absolutely you know there was no question was that moment and when you opened your uh your Christmas gift Mm -hmm. and it it was just kind of a defensive position. Yeah. I like mean, I, I still do it now. You do sometimes. But the idea of ever having to get facial hair to you was horrifying. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Luckily, <laughs> okay, I don't have to worry about that anymore. Yeah. 
Um, yeah. What about, there was a few things that happened at the doctor's office, wasn't there? Maybe. Like there are lots the, of things that happened at the doctor's okay, office. Okay, we'll talk about that. I, I'm just saying, okay, in general, I don't remember specifics. I think you've been misgendered a few times. Oh, yeah. Office. Someone, uh, the most recent one, like, I, I thought that I was decently, you know, quote-unquote girly. Um, and the person... I was with my dad at the time, and the person at the front was like, all right, uh, talk to him or, like, send him in. And I was just like, what? And I looked at my dad, and he was confused, too. So I wasn't the only one who heard it. And the thing is, I had been changed to a girl in, you know, my my chart. But there's still... I think, though, that there's still something in there that yeah and i just don't see why that would happen now because it hadn't happened before i mean it probably had but um early early on only uh yeah i mean yeah it did happen early on with one of the and that was how i got involved with that patient family advisory council was i think because we talked with our doctor so much who was so supportive Mm -hmm. we love her um Dr. Crowley. Yeah. Um, we talked with her about that, and then that was how I think she I got on her radar to ask if I wanted to be on the Patient Family Advisory Council for the state of Oregon for Providence. Yeah. PFAC? Yep, PFAC. Anything That's else? Funny name. <laughs> Is there anything else you want to talk about? Uh, Do you want to talk about like your thoughts on wanting to be an activist or not be an activist? Well, that's a good idea. So for me... Uh, I completely support activism, and I think it's really, really great what people are doing. Um, and in no way am I going to try and put that down. I just don't think that I would ever do it myself because I feel like I spend enough energy now just being a trans person in this world, and I just don't want to really put myself out there like that every moment because... There's still the danger of hate and, you know, like, uh, I remember we had a conversation in the car where you uh, it just thought it was time for you to tell me, like, someone might want to hurt me. <laughs> Sorry, I'm getting kind of choked up. Sorry. Huh? Um, Someone might want to hurt me or even kill me just because of my identity. And that's just not something that any kid would like to hear and it's something that a lot of kids have to hear like not just me um because i am very privileged even though i am trans because i am white um and thing is people like people of color have listened to that conversation probably multiple times and that's not a conversation any parent should be having with their kid or should have to have with their kid yeah or should have to have with their kid like, the, I wish we weren't in a world so hateful that we have to worry about staying alive just because of, you know, gender identity or even skin color. Mm-hmm. Like, that is not something that um, should happen mm-hmm. or should have ever happened. 
and um, it's like you'll see that LGBTQ people will have um, really high rates of attempted suicide or successful suicide and there are hate crimes there are um many many things that i just don't really want to talk about right now yeah and and i mean you shouldn't have to put yourself in the position to yeah uh, that's kind of that i feel like that conversation was kind of the starting point of how i just kind of had to mentally age really yeah fast yeah i'm sorry I mean, it's not your fault. I feel like we have to have that conversation sooner or later. Yeah. It's just something that I won't ever forget. Yeah. But yeah, kids listening to this, if you had this conversation, I am deeply sorry. And I very, very much empathize and relate to you. And uh, like I said earlier, it's not something that any parent should have to have with their kid. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and so someone kind of, kind of recently, I guess, is in sixth grade. So she's in eighth grade now. Yeah. Um, I, I was excited to go to middle school, but also really nervous. Man, I was excited mainly because I wanted a fresh start that way. Like no new people there would know that I was trans, you know, like it's not like that. It's an, a secret that I'm actively trying to keep. I just didn't want it to change the way that people thought of me. And you kind of wanted control over. Yeah, I wanted control with. over who knew. Um, but the thing with that is that, uh, so my mom here, or you want, okay, <laughs> keep framing this as a conversation. Uh, you wanted to, uh, you wanted me to be friends with this, uh, girl whose mom you really liked you know from the library (laughs) and I was just kind of you know not too enthusiastic about it because I don't like being told that I should be friends with someone like Mm -hmm. oh you'll get along great you'll be great friends like Mm -hmm. it's if I'm told to do something then that probably won't be the case Mm -hmm. uh and so we sat in science class on the first day um we had sat at the same table, coincidentally, um, like just random science eating. We were in the same like class, I guess, which was coincidental, um, very low chances, I guess. <laughs> um, and she went, uh, hey, Evie, I, your mom told me that you were trans and it was quite loud and a lot of the class just looked at me and my whole hope of not a lot of people or me having control over who knew was just crushed. And then, um, I, again, I crumpled, um, just kind of laid my head on the table kind of thing. And then, uh, we were like talking or whatever because it's first day of school and someone was like, well, how are you feeling? And I said, I feel like crap. You know, I don't find crap a bad word, but then this girl went, um, that's a bad word. Don't say that. And I just kind of added insult to injury. 
So, yeah, that was kind of my Well, start. and it was like, that's another thing that I regret was I shared that with Kim without your permission. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, and I, and I knew that Kim was accepting of you. Um, and I knew that her daughter would be too. Um, you just but, shared it because um, they're <sighs> black, right? Yeah. We had had a conversation one time about like wanting to see people like you guys in books was what it was. And yeah. Her daughter wanted to see herself we're, in books. And, we're and not saying, we're not yeah. trying to be like, oh, uh, my daughter's trans, your block, you're basically the same. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, but anyway, it's like that was information about you that, that should have been you that made the choice to share something like that. And it wasn't my place to do that. Yeah. Yeah. Boy, we're kind of getting, we've talked a lot longer than I expected. Me too. Is there anything else that you feel like we have Uh, missed that you want to say? I'm in a LGBTQ affinity group for my school and I've been in it six since sixth grade and I'm going to be leaving it this year, which is kind of sad, but um, it's, it was, it has been a really nice experience and I kind of miss just the small amount that it was, you know, just two years ago. Uh, cause now there are three separate classes, each of with like 30 kids. Um, there were less than 20 when I was in sixth grade. Yeah. So it's gone up to like 90 kids yeah. in oh. the last two years. And then there's one final thing that I want to talk about. That okay. is kind of positive. This is not very positive. Oh, okay. Um, so you, you know that I have a really strong opinion on people joining, you know, joining the quote unquote trend of being LGBTQ. Mm-hmm. Cause that's what it feels like to me. These, some people will like, some people have made claims that lesbians who don't like women are valid and le- I just don't Wait, get it. Lesbians who don't like Yeah, women? they're saying that, that people like that sense. exist. It doesn't exist. Because that's the whole definition def- of lesbian. The definition of lesbian is one non-man liking another non-man. Is that what it is? That's what it is, yeah. Okay. And then it just <sighs> pisses me off. <laughs> and then the whole, and then the main thing that makes me angry is when these cis people cisgender for um like you know people who identify with the gender that they were assigned at birth um using like she they pronouns or he they pronouns and then getting mad even though they don't even though they say that people can use both they get mad when people don't use the they them and their she they pronouns like it, just, it feels like they're co-opting your idea. Yeah. And I mean, as a trans person, there's not been one time in my life that I've wanted to go by she, they pronouns. Mm-hmm. And some people decided to be quirky. I go by they, she pronouns. And if you really want to say it correctly, first of all, there'd be they, her, or, you know, she, them. <laughs> but I digress. Um, it just feels like a trend that's being hopped on. I think of the way some of the cisgender people who do that 
they say that they feel like it is more inclusive because it's they're not... making they be more of a an acceptable you know pronoun or whatever. Yeah, but, yeah. but like, yeah, and then they get but... pissed that people aren't using it for them. Yeah, by them I mean plural. <laughs> God, I sound so bigoted. <laughs> I'm not. I swear. And then when I, it's it's like, I've had conversations with people about that, and they'll be like, oh, you're being transphobic. I'm like, bitch. Oh, sorry. Sorry. Um, yeah, you could tell how she talks when she's not around me, or when <laughs> she is around me. Uh, I'm just like, dude, I'm trans. I think it's kind of hard for me to be transphobic. And I have a bit of a, or not a bit, I have a lot of a deeper insight on this kind of stuff than lots of people. Given that, I'd say that uh, since, you know, there wasn't any legal gender change option on the template, I was probably one of the first people in our state who was trying in to take action at least. that. Yeah. Yep. So, we should probably wind things up, honey. Yeah, holy. Uh, shiitake mushrooms. <laughs> Anything else you want to say? Uh, I don't know. Thank you for having this conversation yeah. with me. Thank you. I'm glad that you chose to do it. Yeah.